0: Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast, the official podcast, filmpulse.net. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode number 175. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today, we have Kevin Reichstraw. How are you doing there, Kevin? Doing pretty good. So this week, we'll be reviewing Christian Petzold's Phoenix, as well as Keith Miller's Five Star. Of course, we'll be going over some of what we've been watching. This week's movie predictions, new on video on demand, DVD and Blur releases, Remember, you can send us your questions to podcastfilmpulse.net. Uh, you can also send us your comments. We got a an email this week from uh, JD. So shout-outs to JD for suggesting... He suggested two short horror films to us that are available on YouTube and IMDb. I'll throw links to those in the show notes. I checked them both out. They're like just little five-minute shorts that he thought we might like. Yeah. And uh, both of them are pretty good. So... Right. I'll throw those in the show notes. Uh, thank you again to JD. If you have any comments or questions for us, let us know. Podcast net. I would like to be able to do some some sort of like Q&A section on the show. I think that'd be fun to answer cues from people and stuff.
1: Answer those cues.
0: Uh, also on our Patreon, patreon.com slash filmpulse. Uh, if you like the show, if you like what you hear think about contributing you can you can contribute as little as one dollar per month we got a new contributor this week so shout out to jerry banfield for contributing to the patreon oh make sure you check that out uh another bit of in-house news we're looking for a new news person so If you are a journalism student or if you're just looking to pad out your resume, get some bylines in there, or if you just want to help out the site and help us grow, we're looking for someone who can do news articles for us, timely news articles. And we can give you all the details if you are interested. Just send me an email, adam at filmpulse.net. If you're interested, let me know, and then we can kind of hash out the details. Again, that's adam at filmpulse.net. And uh, we might have you do some review stuff as well, some interviews, maybe even some festival coverage here and there. But we're just looking for some more people because it's getting a bit overwhelming at the moment so let's move on to our first review for the day
1: oh boy
0: let's let's talk about phoenix because that's the one i have up on my screen right now this is written and directed by christian petzold i have a synopsis here disfigured concentration camp survivor unrecognizable after facial reconstruction surgery searches ravaged post-war berlin for the husband who might have betrayed her to the nazis this is currently playing in select cities. Uh, is this? I don't think this is on VOD, is it? I don't think it is. I don't think so. No, this is just so. in select cities right now. Uh, so if you uh, live in one of the major cities that's playing it, eh, maybe check it out after we talk about it here. Maybe not, depending on how this goes. Uh oh Now you're You're gonna be Working on a review You're actually Reviewing both of These movies that We're talking about Today so That's correct Why don't you go yes. Ahead and you Start it with Phoenix and then I'll start it with Five star
1: Okay Phoenix Alright Uh Pretty Solid little movie mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh I mean I heard Really good things A lot of going into A lot what? of
0: Raving Going yeah. into this Movie A lot of raving So
1: Expectations were A bit high Um and i'm not, i'm not 100% sure i'm seeing all of the raving. Yeah, people are like,
0: "Oh my god, the end, the last 5 minutes. I was just I was floored. I was in tears and all this stuff and i i had a hard time uh feeling that way about about the end.
1: I, now, for me, the ending was without a doubt the highlight of the entire film. I will, I thought absolutely it perfectly absolutely. executed, realized everything was just perfect. Yes. I mean the the look on his face. Priceless. Boom. Amazing. Oh my goodness.
0: And it, they didn't they didn't draw it out either. They're like bam, nope. they hit you with it. Credits.
1: They didn't yep. they they did it just the right way. It was it was pretty much perfect. But I got to say everything leading up to that point was Kind of lackluster? Here's the big problem I had, and
0: I I find it hard to believe that other... Now, I haven't read reviews on this or anything, so maybe other people discuss this, but how in the hell does he not recognize her? I don't understand that. And that's a huge, major plot point. How does he not recognize her? I would know. Even if my significant other had facial reconstruction surgery...
1: I would know that it's her. I would know her voice. I would know her mannerisms. Well, that's, that's and, the most interesting thing is it would be, you would recognize the voice.
0: Absolutely. And, and I have a hard time believing that her face was so drastically different that it was completely unrecognizable. And other people recognized her. You know, granted, it was after she put on the makeup and changed her hair and stuff. but yes, But still, other people recognized her. And I just, that, that was the big hurdle for this movie, because I just couldn't believe that her husband, of how many however many years, had no idea that, that it was her.
1: He had no clue until that voice came. Even, even when he had
0: her do the handwriting test, and it was the exact same. Well, and-
1: well that, that was, for me, that was the number one thing, was like, okay, she sat down and did the shopping list, like, just once. Yeah. Like, when he went out and checked, it was just once. She didn't do it, like, 37 times. She did it once, and it looked exactly the same. And the signature, too. And and then they sat down, and he was like, write this out. She writes it out. It looks exactly the same. Okay, that's when your interest is piqued, okay? Where you're starting to think, like, oh, shit, this is probably my wife. But no, he's just like, oh, damn, this woman has the exact same handwriting as my wife and kind of looks like her. This is weird. This is going to work perfectly. Yeah. I just for some reason I couldn't get past
0: that and I know that it was It's for for a lot of people that's probably a little thing and, and it, it the entire movie hinges on him not realizing that it's her
1: yeah and I mean I had a problem with that when it came to the handwriting thing but then I just kind of threw it out the window it was like okay let's just let's believe that he can't that he's that much of it. a fucking moron idiot <laughs> He completely forgets what his wife looks like. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> but, I mean, even from that point, it's just, again, I just didn't, I don't see what all the fuss is about. Yeah, no,
0: I, I agree. Um, I, I think that, that Nina Haas did a serviceable job as the main character, Nellie. But uh, because of, I'm assuming because of her experiences in the concentration camp she's kind of broken. Like, she doesn't talk very much. She uh, does a lot of just kind of staring into nothing. Well, and
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's the the only other interesting thing outside of the ending of this movie is just how it deals with identity and that, you know, she lost her identity and then she has the reconstruction surgery, and she's trying to move on. But at the same time, she wants to be... Like, when they ask her, like, what face do you want? She wants And do- she's like, I want to look exactly yeah. the same. She just wants to go back to being exactly her. And then she starts to move on a little bit, but then she runs into her husband. And then she's, like, she's slowly getting trained on being herself, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty interesting. And then, like, towards the end, you know, she finally moves on and becomes, you know, the new her, so to say. yeah. But it, I mean, all of that's interesting. I just everything within that. I just I don't know. You know the, the the look of the film, the pacing of it, the cinematography of it. It's all like you said. It's serviceable. You know, it's a solid film, but I just don't see where the where the ravings. Come yeah, from. same here. I, there there
0: wasn't. I didn't have other than the one big issue. I didn't have much of a problem with anything else in this movie. I thought that it looked. Quite good. I I like the idea of you're in this this bombed out city that is there's ruins everywhere. It's rubble. It's it's everything is falling apart. And then you have this like kind of oasis where there's this this phoenix, this nightclub where it's you know super bright and everybody's drinking and dancing. And I, I like that. I like that juxtaposition of this place that's like surrounded by. You know ruins, and I and I like the 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 backdrop of the the nightclub. Could have done with more, more nightclub stuff. Because it
1: if a little more
0: nightclub. Yeah, it felt that all that stuff kind of gave it a almost a noir vibe to it, and the music too. Of course, the music's yeah very noirish.
1: <laughs> now, I I mean this is really small, which I don't really hold it against the film. But the biggest issue I had was. The like the off camera English speaking mm. where you would hear like the GIs and stuff in yeah, the background yeah, yeah, yeah. and like what they would say. Yeah. I don't know why, but it was so awful. It was just terrible. <laughs> Which again, yeah. I'm not like it's not big enough that I'm like, oh I'm I'd be using that as a, a criticism against the film and you know, knock-off points and stuff. No, it's just something that peeved me. Just every time I would hear English speaking, I was just like, Jesus. The god. beginning of the
0: film is in English, and I thought I thought that the whole movie was going to be in English for a second, and I was like, eh, I don't know about this, but then they then they switch. Yeah. Thank goodness.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, the English in this movie, it's not great. It's not great. It is, it is yeah. definitely not great. It's like, when he almost hits uh, Nina Haas, and he's like, oh my god, I almost killed her. <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah. oh i i laughed so hard at that at that <laughs> <laughs> at that part like are you kidding me like all the english speaking stuff just it's hilarious unintentionally hilarious which you know everything else that's going on is so unbelievably serious yeah. and heartbreaking and then everything in english is just a fucking joke
0: i could while i was watching this i i leaned over to my girlfriend and I said, I, I could totally see this getting uh a foreign language Oscar Nom. This is this is one that I could see easily well, getting it, yeah, that no, nod. I mean,
1: it's World War Two. So it's yeah.
0: just after the Holocaust, we're dealing with a concentration camp survivor. Yeah. And
1: yeah, just that that ending. I mean, oh boy.
0: I thought oh boy. I was thinking to myself, oh man, she Either she just doesn't know what to do, like she doesn't know what to say to him, or maybe she's trying to see if he's going to figure it out on his own, or or maybe she's setting him up. Maybe she's setting him up for some some kind of big, you know, disaster or something. And, I, and the way that they the way that it turned out, I thought was was quite good. Even though I wanted him to, I wanted to see him get his comeuppance, you know. Yeah, I wanted to see him because he's such a a horrid person
1: he truly is well i think it, it's and i mean i think that's maybe one of the the good points of this film is that throughout the entire thing which you know each instance of what she's doing in each development you you don't really know like what what she's going for you know it's always cloudy as what her aim is. right yeah we don't we
0: yeah, and then we never really know what her motivations are
1: which ties into that identity thing where she's she's not exactly sure how to move forward from everything that happens to her with her new face it, it, and everything. And then it's just kind of like the perfect culmination of how she decides to do it and the way in which she does it. And just the look on his face when he finally comes to the realization that he stops playing his piano and just... <laughs> He, to absolute terror. Yeah. You know, just. When her. You know, like. When head, her, he's just
0: thinking, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm so he's fucked. He's
1: like, Jesus Christ. I did not see that coming. And when her, you know, her real voice finally kicks in, yeah. that's what, like, triggers everything. And he's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm in trouble. I am fucked
0: yeah other other than that ending though and and everything was fine everything was it was to me it was just maybe slightly above average i yeah. I wasn't bored by anything that happened uh i wasn't I, I was pretty significantly intrigued just like like you said to see where she was going with this this whole thing. I wanted to see how this was all going
1: to play out oh yeah it i mean it's a very intriguing narrative. There's no doubt about it, and it's handled quite well. But, I, you know, I just don't see it as anything special. Yeah, really. Like
0: if that's the word. Uh, probably a year from now, I won't remember anything about this except the end. That's yeah. probably how it'll be.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So, it's a it's a solid film. It's solid. I think it's worth I, seeing for I, sure. But again, I think it's one of those you know with it being foreign it seems like these foreign films have a tendency to get overhyped and you know everyone raves about them and stuff and i've been disappointed by a lot of them yeah
0: yeah
1: i agree to that I just wish people had that same kind of excitement for American film. So do I. Especially because there's a lot of American films that are much better than these. There's you know, a number of American indies that came out that are much better than Phoenix. Yeah. But what do, what do you see that's being talked about this weekend? Phoenix. Phoenix everywhere. Oh my god, it's amazing. It's like Vertigo.
0: Well yeah, I, I saw that comparison more than a few times. It's like vertigo. I'm not seeing that.
1: Oh, I—I well, I mean, I see like a hint of it, just a hint, because you know, because of what the story is. We have like someone's kind of standing in for yeah, someone else. I, in this sense, she's standing in for herself. Yeah, but I just—I don't know. I, I
0: mean, Vertigo is one of my all-time <laughs> favorite movies, and I just wasn't seeing
1: filmmaking-wise. Film filmmaking-wise, no, not even close. I mean, there's a couple of nice shots in here, but other than that, there's not there's not much. Yeah. There's not much to hold on to and be like, this this is this is Phoenix. This is why it's amazing. I would say
0: it's just pretty. It's it's pretty average. It's a pretty average, serviceable World War II movie that kind of. It's not your typical World War II movie. It's not your typical concentration camp. Know, holocaust movie either it, it it's in the aftermath of that and and it does kind of deal with uh what happens to the psyche of a survivor you know in a concentration camp but in her case it seems like she's almost just in shock perpetual shock the entire time she just kind of floats always shocked she's just floating through and scenario in- after scenario
1: the other thing that I didn't quite understand is, you know, her friend, yeah, uh Lena, you know, who's essentially trying to tell her what happened and how she ended up where she ended up and the truth about her husband and she's not really hearing it. And then there's that last bit mm-hmm. of information of evidence that, you know, proves of who he is. Yeah, that's the bomb. And it's like, why did you hold on to that so Like that Give should have been right out the right gate. Right away. Like, hey, look at this.
0: As soon as, as soon as she's showing interest in finding her husband again, that's when you drop that bomb and say, "Look, I'm sorry. This is, it's, it's this is terrible. I'm, I'm sorry to do this to you and tell you this, but you know this is, this is the truth. This is what happened. Yeah, you, you come out of the gate with that. Yeah, that's. <laughs> you don't wait.
1: Y- you have that like pin to your shirt the front of your person just walk around with it all the time just so she knows maybe just bring it up like every 10 minutes i also think just be like oh yeah and, you know just kind of slide it in front of her
0: i also think that she she seems to move on pretty quickly after the what happens with her friend too yeah, that that uh, that storyline—it happens kinda, very suddenly, and y- you don't see that coming at all. Yeah, that
1: storyline kind of just fizzles, fizzles out, and it did, you know. And the way that the uh, you know the way that it ended didn't really seem to quite have the the impact maybe that they were hoping for. Yeah, or maybe they wanted it to fizzle. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they wanted
0: to just show us how desensitized to life she was or something. I don't know.
1: Perhaps. Perhaps.
0: Either way, that's Phoenix. Uh, let's go ahead and give this a score. What are you going to... I'm going to give Phoenix. I'm going to give Phoenix... Uh, i say a 7. Give it a 7. I'm also going to give Phoenix a 7. It's playing a limited release right now, and I, I do recommend it. It is worth seeing, and, and apparently for a lot of people, it really... You know, it hits a lot of emotional triggers. It just it just didn't really do that for me. No, like I said, it's a solid film. Yeah. But also, you know... Good performances all around as well.
1: Yeah, which Nina Haas, I did, you know, she's always quite good. And I didn't know she could sing, which you find out. So, apparently she can do everything. There you go. There you go. That's Phoenix.
0: Let's talk about our next movie, Five Star. This is another one that is currently only playing in new york right now it opened this weekend in new york it is going to be opening next weekend in la and then it's going to be on vod and itunes on august 4th so uh mark your calendars there august 4th five star will be available on vod written and directed by keith miller i have a synopsis here a member of the notorious blood since he was 12 years old both in the film and in real life primo takes john the son of his slain mentor under his wing versing him in the coat of the streets set in east new york five star blends documentary and fictional storytelling as director keith miller carefully avoids worn cliches of gang culture to offer a compelling portrait of two men forced to confront the question of what it really means to be a man now you have a review for this up on the site right now so if you want to read kevin's review in detail you can check it out at filmpulse.net. I will start it off and I will say I like this a lot. I think that there is a, a growing trend in these kind of docudrama movies. You know, we've had Heaven Knows What earlier this year, which I loved and still is one of my top five favorite movies of the year. And as I was watching this movie, I, I kept thinking to myself, okay, so the main character of this movie, James Grant, James Primo Grant. He's a non-actor. This is the first thing he's ever done. I think maybe he did a short film for Keith Miller previously. No. But this is really the big, the big, his big breakout role. And he's the star of a feature-length film. And he does a fantastic job. And I see people like him who are non-actors doing these great roles that that require a pretty decent amount of emotional depth to their characters you know and and then i see a lot of these lower budget indies that we get sent on a weekly basis and the acting is piss poor awful (laughs) and i and i wonder like what is this what is going on here these people that claim to be actors that are just going through the motions and basically you know line reading and then you see a movie like this which is a low-budget indie with a, a non-actor starring in it, and he kills it.
1: He's unbelievable. I mean, now, granted, he's essentially playing himself. He's playing himself, like, yeah. like a version of himself, but wow. Still. Wow. Yeah. Primo Grant makes this movie. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. He's such a an enigmatic character. You, you, you like him. You may not... But, Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and the, the, I mean, the way that the film starts out, just this, this simple act of him telling you a story. Yeah, yeah. Where it just starts out where he's talking about how he went to prison and he missed you know the birth of his son. Just the way in which he tells it and the way he takes his time and he pauses, just everything is, I mean, it is unbelievably captivating. Yeah,
0: And we talk about this a lot in movies when things feel natural. You know that's always a thing that i I feel like you and I always talk about when the interactions between characters or dialogue feels natural and this movie did feel very natural in fact, a lot of it looked and felt like a documentary just oh, just yeah. just like heaven knows what a lot a lot of those scenes didn't feel like narrative like a fictional film it felt like an actual documentary, and that's how this movie is as well and like the synopsis says, it, it does kind of go against the grain when it comes to these uh, uh, gang movies, you know. It's not your typical gang movie at all. I think that, that the director really goes uh, out of his way to try to avoid those cliches.
1: Yeah, because, the, you know, for it being a gang movie, there's, what, like one, one scene of violence
0: Yeah, there's really not anything major, you know. You don't have any crazy drive-bys or anything like that. Uh, There's a lot of implied violence. There's a lot of talk of violence, but it's not. None of it really shows up on the screen. And I think that uh, it feels to me, and obviously I'm not in (laughs) in gang culture or anything, but it feels it feels to me like it is an accurate portrayal of. Probably how modern gang culture is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would, uh, I would think that he would have, you know, some, some saying, the depiction of gang life with him being an actual you know blood member. Still active by since, the way. <laughs> since he was 12 12, where he had to fight seven guys, Yeah, to get in.
0: I read a, an interview that said that that he still identifies as being a member of the Bloods and that he is still very ac- plays a very active role in the group. Yeah, so. which
1: which ends up giving this film this. You know, we're talking about how we're you know we're looking for truth and authenticity in film. You know, there's certain sequences in this where you wholeheartedly believe it. Because he's a blood member. <laughs> yeah. You know, when he cold cocks that guy and lays oh, him yeah. out, and just, you're like, he's done this before. This isn't, the reason that this feels so real is because he's probably done this not more than once. Yeah. He's probably laid someone out and then continued to punch them while, you know, just saying, it, it's just business. Yeah. As he's beating someone. Yep. And then the same thing goes, you know, when he has a gun pointed at his face, and he's and like, "She's yeah. like, yeah, it's not, it's not the first time I have a gun pointed at my he face." Even... And you're like, "Yeah, it's probably like the forty seventh time." Yeah,
0: he didn't even flinch once no, once that gun was pulled on him.
1: He's smoking a blunt. He's just <laughs> like, "I, he gives a shit."
0: He's like, "Whatever, I don't care."
1: It's just a gun.
0: Yeah, this is a movie.
1: This is real. I've had this happened in real life.
0: <laughs> so, what did you think of the? The whole concept because a lot of what this movie's about is him kind of taking this this young kid under his wing sort of who i i guess um in the film this kid's dad was running with him in in the bloods and they they worked together and they did jobs together and all that and then his dad gets killed by supposedly a stray bullet and so he sort of takes this kid under his wing after he approaches him and says he's he, he shows some interest, you know. And what did you think of that whole uh, dynamic?
1: I thought it was it was fine enough, you know. Um, I th- I think everything outside of that was far more interesting. Well, I
0: think the the reason for that is because they didn't do a whole lot with it. There, there's
1: no there's they- really.
0: I mean, they had a few interactions. And then he's like, oh, "I'm gonna send you to pick up a package or something," and he does he does one, and then he I, th- I think he does another. Or do, does he do? Was that the second one where the where something happened? Yeah, it was like the first or second time that he had him deliver a package where something occurs, and that was really like the biggest uh, thing that happened with that that whole that whole uh, plot storyline. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they could have done more with that if if he's supposed to be mentoring this kid and this kid seems to be conflicted about the life the the path that he wants to choose but they they don't really
1: get into that too much either no and then you have at the same time where he's you know the 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 character of john is not really entirely sure whether he wants to get into it and you always kind of sense that he's not really ready for it he doesn't seem mature enough for it, he just kind of acts like, Oh, I'm just doing this. Yeah. <laughs> this is my new hobby. <laughs> well,
0: he said, uh, <laughs> That's kind of he, when he had that first meeting when he went over to uh, Primo's house and he was like, I just want to make some extra money. And he's like, Well, if yeah, you, yeah, want, if you get, want some extra money, get a job,
1: work at Mickey D's. <laughs> yeah. And then, while well, at the same time that this is happening with John, whether or not he wants to get into it, which it's kind of odd because he's already in it at that point in time. Yeah. So you should have thought about that a little bit beforehand, but, uh, you know, at the same time that's going on, you have Primo, who's kind of coming to the realization that maybe this isn't the way that he should continue moving forward, but he should get out and, you know, he starts looking for more legit work. Yeah. He's distancing himself from
0: the, from the life and he's, he starts working as a bouncer and, doing security work for G unit <laughs> wonder if that Tony yeah <laughs> wonder if that's if that
1: happened probably did probably I just you get the sense that everything happened yeah yep and I thought that any time that it was focused on primo where he was the center it was unbelievable yeah I mean he, it should have just been Primo. yeah like you didn't have to add this John plot line you didn't need it you just need primo
0: and from from what I read originally it was more about the john primo relationship and that whole dynamic but then once they got Primo, it wasn't even originally uh, about gangs at all there was like there was no references to to gangs or anything like that in it and once primo came in he just kind of took it over and made it his own like just you know naturally
1: and I'm, yeah and i would imagine that you wouldn't stop him from doing that <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> so we should make this a ganko yes primo yeah whatever you Let's want whatever you want
1: hey this
0: is this is your show you do whatever you want
1: give you everything that you want which is thank god thank goodness that it went that route because i thought like i said everything with him is fantastic even the moments which you know is is the most interesting thing of this, like you said, it kind of avoids the cliches of you know what you think going into what a, this gang movie is going to be like. I mean, half the time you're just spent with Primo just hanging out at home, yeah, talking to his girlfriend and his kids, yeah, just hanging out, making breakfast, taking his kids to the park, just doing regular stuff. Yeah, and just kind of showing you that, like, okay, he's a blood member. He's been a blood member from the age of 12 you know he fought seven guys to get into it and does all these dirty dealings but behind the scenes when he's at home he's essentially every other person in the world
0: yeah and not only that but he seems like a decent guy too like he he seems like a very nice person he doesn't you know beat his girlfriend at least that we see in the movie He doesn't do these horrible things he's not mean to his kids he seems to really love and care for his kids and uh, I I think that that's just another thing. Yeah, he's not he's
1: not a debt beater at all. I mean, he's just he has like you know the majority of people in the world, and I wish more is you know his top priority is taking care of his family. Now, given his options, you know he took the best option that he has to take care of his family. Yep. And then he's starting to realize like ah oh, maybe this isn't you know the way that I'm going. It might not provide for my family in the long term Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so he starts you know moving outside of that or trying to at least yeah but I mean just beyond interesting just like this insight to get this glimpse into (laughs) bloods (laughs) into the bloods gang you know my goodness yeah Especially,
0: also, because he's such a high-ranking member. Yeah. I mean, he's, like, one of the leaders,
1: basically. Essentially, yeah. And then, you are you know, you're kind of watching the guy, and you're like, he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind hanging out with Primo. Yeah, not at all. I would have some beers with him. He's certainly a guy that I would
0: like to have in my corner, for sure.
1: Without a doubt. Yes.
0: Yes. So... Yeah, I highly recommend this movie. Definitely. And
1: again, and this is something that we, you know, we we're kind of talking about in Phoenix. You know, to me, this is the film that should be talked should, about. This is the one that should be praised. This is something special. You know, how many movies do you fucking have that are docudramas with a real life member of the Bloods gang in the lead role? And not only is he in the lead role, but he's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Would it, you, name another movie. Can you, can you go, oh, it's, it's like Vertigo. Can you do that with Five Star? Can you be like, well, it's like that other movie yeah. with the bloods? No. This is definitely not uh,
0: you know. Uh, this is one of a kind. This is definitely not your, your typical gangland style drama. And it looks, I mean, it looks good too. I, I love indies that take place in New York City. I think that they for, like, when you talk about movies that take place in, like, Iceland and stuff, where you're like, wow, no matter what, all you gotta do is, like, point a camera and it looks pretty good. That's kind of how I feel about New York store like, indie New York movies, is because I think that they all pretty much look good if you're out on the streets and, like, you know, if you do some dolly shots or something on the streets, it just, it looks great to me.
1: I would agree. It's, like, it's just, it's just uh, you know, the life. Yeah, the, that you get it. There's like an energy to it that you, you know, you're always going to capture. Yeah, and and there's no matter what.
0: There's just there's so much going on. There's so much to see. There's there's so much activity and everything looks so detailed and that's one thing I love about movies that take place in this city. Um as far as like the look, it does have a it does kind of have a documentary vibe to it. Uh some scenes more than others. Some some scenes feel more narrative
1: based uh but the, yeah the 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 couple of the sequences like at the, the from the outset when he's in the car and everything that seems really polished yeah but the stuff at home yeah it seems seems like just documentary yeah like the camera
0: work looks slightly different and like the framing and stuff feels more um like a cinema verite style where they just were shooting you know yeah i don't know if that's how it was or not but some scenes feel more deliberate than others as far as framing and stuff but uh it all fits none of it feels out of place yeah but yeah uh big fan two thumbs up for me on this one two two of them yeah well i mean if you're ranking oh, it on thumbs but on a, on
1: a, on a thumb based ranking system both of them. Uh, you're employing both thumbs.
0: Final thoughts on Five Star before we give out some ratings.
1: It's fantastic. Yes. Get this is the one. This is the one that should be talked about. Okay. Can't stress this enough.
0: Yeah. Definitely go see it when it hits VOD if you haven't seen it yet. August fourth again. It'll be on VOD. Uh, so check it
1: out if you're in the New York area. It's playing now. So. And I have one one question. Do you think that that the scene in which Primo knocks out that guy. I mean, it sounds like he just fucking hit him. Do you think he just punched that kind of face?
0: When that scene happened, <laughs> it was one of those where I go, "Ooh!" like out loud, <laughs> because it's the the sound design on that. It sounded like he f- smacked that dude for real.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the impact sound of that fist hitting his yeah, face it's... was just like, "Oh shit!" He punched that guy in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's... he just knocked that guy out. Yeah, it sounded real as shit. And it came out of nowhere, too, where they're just kind of, like, hugging and slapping hands and everything. And then just all of a sudden, bam, right in the face. Yeah. You're just like, oh, shit. You do not fuck with this guy.
0: All right. I'm going to go ahead. Let's see. I was going to give five star a seven. However, I gave Phoenix a seven, and I actually thought that this was better. So I'll,
1: I'll say a seven and a half on five star. I'm I'm gonna say seven a.m. because that's what I gave it on the thing, on the website there, on my review. But uh, you know, this is one that's inching closer to an 8 got Gonna say after some discussion with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I I just want to watch this movie again.
0: And it's it's fairly short too. It comes in at under an hour and a half, so it's pretty brisk. It Doesn't overstay its welcome. Just it, it looks no. good. I, I'm loving these docudrama style movies. I I like that this is kind of I don't know if we could call it a trend as of yet, but I feel it feels if like if it so. is a trend, I'm I'm liking it a lot because it it just it it just looks good, it feels good, and and it, it's there's a lot of really interesting stories coming out of it.
1: Well, it makes sense too, you know, if you're gonna have a movie like Five Star, and you know, it's. Most of the times, you you know, you bring, like, a consultant on to make sure you get get it truthful enough. It's like, what, what the fuck? If you have a guy like Primo, yeah, just make him the guy. There you go. Just make him the main character. Yeah.
0: There you go. Five star. Absolutely. Check it out. This will probably land on my top ten this year, so... Eh. I have, I have it, it, feeling it'll a feeling for me, too. It'll definitely be near the top. I don't know if it'll hit the, the ten, the top ten spot, but we shall see i may i may have to rewatch it too rewatching it may may nudge it oh I'll get that nudge that rewatch nudge let's talk about some of what we've been watching now i'm going to start it off this week i'm going to do something a little little unconventional i'm going to talk i'm, I'm going to talk about a tv show now what? now i started watching this tv show this week there's wait are we are we allowed to do this i'm doing it and i'll tell you why <laughs> It's it's a TV show but the way that it is shot it's very cinematic. So it's okay. it's it's like a long movie and that's uh the show that I'm talking about is Deutschland 83. Now this, this is what? Deutschland 83. It airs on Sundance TV, but I believe that you can watch it on Hulu Plus. Okay. There's only we're in the first season now, there's only six episodes out, I think. I've watched five of the six so far, and it's, it takes place in Germany in 1983, as the title suggests, and it's, it's about a, a young soldier from East Germany who is sent to West Germany uh, as a spy, and okay. it's just, it is such a great show. I've just been loving it. Uh, the pop culture references are definitely there. The soundtrack's fantastic in this. Great 80s soundtrack. Uh, but the interesting thing is, you know, East Germany is is the, the socialist side, the communist side. And West Germany is the more uh, capitalist side. So when he goes over, it's kind of like a culture shock for him. He has to learn, before he goes over, uh, w- during his training, he has to learn about all these major differences between the two sides. And... Mm-hmm um like for instance they called them supermarkets over there a lot of a lot of uh a lot of influences from america were were in west germany at the time like they had walkmans and stuff and he he got a walkman he never saw something like that before so it was like amazing to him and it's this great spy story it feels like um it feels like uh like a tinker tailor style spy story where not every episode is packed full of action and espionage, but it's it's like down and dirty, realistic spy stuff. And it's just, it's great. It's wildly entertaining. It looks fantastic. It's interesting to see the Cold War from Germany's perspective, you know, because in all the Cold, I love the Cold War. I think it's one of the most interesting topics for a TV show or a movie. Because it's just mm-hmm. crazy. The Cold War was insane, and it is, it is one of those things when you think back. It's like you have to look. at that really, that really. Yeah, happened. like you have to step back and look at the Cold War, and you're just like, whoa! It was nothing but fucking spies going over and and crazy secret assassinations and plots and stuff. It's like it 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 really happened, but there's probably so much of the Cold War that we don't even know.
1: You know, when just the paranoia alone yeah.
0: is insane. And with this show, you see that paranoia from Germany's perspective, and not just Germany, but East and West, because they were kind of like the reason he goes over there is because East Germany was concerned that West Germany was uh, allying with the United States, and that they were going to launch missiles at Russia, and they were like, "Fuck, we're we're going to be screwed because." West Germany siding with the Americans, they're going to launch nukes. So it's really interesting to see how all this played out uh, from the German perspective. And uh, I highly recommend it. Again, it's called Deutschland 83. And am going to check that yeah, out. Yeah, it's definitely good. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu Plus. Oh boy. You, you might be able to at least I mean if if you catch the pilot, um, I think you'll be you'll be hooked. And it is yeah, okay. it's a it's a German language show. So I think this is probably the first TV show I've ever seen that was a German language TV show. Hmm.
1: But it's I have well, I, I, maybe I can throw out a TV show. Go for it's it. It's only it's only fifteen minutes long. The episodes, Lucas Brothers Moving Company. Oh okay. That's also on Hulu. It's fucking hilarious. Check that out, Lucas Brothers. I saw a couple episodes of that. I, I love that fucking show. I just want more of it. I wish that, like, my dream day is just where I can sit down and watch Lucas Brothers Moving Company from morning till night. (laughs) And not have to do anything else with my life. I I got
0: into Rick and Morty recently.
1: I'll probably get into that after I'm done with Lucas Brothers. The
0: second season just started for Rick and Morty. And I remember I watched the first episode, like, a long, long time ago when it first came out. And I, I was like, eh. Oh, that's okay, but I'll tell you, you stick with it and it will reward you thricefold.
1: <laughs> I'm like getting rewarded thricefold. Uh, it's the best way to be rewarded, actually.
0: It is. It is. What do you got
1: as far as movies? As, as far as movies go, I I got. Uh, I finally got to you know scratch one off the list here, and that's the French Connection. Oh, Gene Hackman, will, William Friedkin. Getting into this with Roy Schneider. Schneider. How do you say his last name? Schneider. Schneider? Mm-hmm. There's no N though. What? Really? There's no N?
0: Yeah. I always thought it was Schneider. Maybe I it's Schneider. I don't know. Schneider.
1: Roy Schneider. Fernando Rey. Um, let me say, going in, expectations, high. I've heard so much about the French connection, and I thought this thing is gonna be un. Believable, action-packed chase sequences. I heard were amazing. Oh my goodness! Uh, afterwards, uh, kind of disappointed. It's one of those movies. that
0: <laughs> It's one of those movies where, by today's standards, it's nothing great. But it's it still gets mentioned and it still needs to be mentioned because of the influence that it that it had.
1: Yeah, and I mean. There's some really good things going on here. Um, the gritty feel to it. Um, the there's a number of secret sequ- because the majority of this movie is Ackman, Schneider, and uh, who's the other guy? There's a FBI guy with them. It's helping them out. Mulderig, um, played by Bill Hickman, where they're they're just kind of tailing these guys. They're just watching them. So it's. I mean, the majority of the movie is just these guys walking through the streets in New York, tailing people, just keeping an eye on them, watching where they go, what they're doing, who they're meeting. And there's a extended sequence where we're watching the three of them, you know, tailing several different guys. And the way that the camera kind of, you know, it's across the street and it's. Focused on Hackman, and then it'll come over to the other guy, and then the focus will change to the foreground, which will be the other guy. You know, it's all this shifting around, and how it's choreographed is fantastic. But outside of that, it's kind of, there's not much going on here. It's pretty straightforward, is, you know, the drug ring that they're trying to bust. And I mean, they kind of get, they kind of touch on it towards the end, where Hackman's kind of obsessed, and he's almost playing. Um, it's much like the character that he plays in The Conversation Mm -hmm. where he's like highly, highly obsessive, which apparently that was Hackman's thing back then because, man, he nails it. And he just, like right at the end, you see him just, he loses everything else in the peripheral and he's only focused on one thing and it essentially brings their downfall. But I mean, it's got that... uh, and again, this is another thing that I, with the '70s and everything, the uh, the tomato soup blood that you always see, you know, the bright red, yeah, like paint, Mario Bava style. Yeah, I just I don't I did, I want someone to just there needs to be a documentary about that just that alone, like the blood that you see in these movies yeah, and just like De, Palma, it, it, De Palma movies and yeah. Bava movies, like they didn't have the formula right back then. I don't know if it's that or if it's like. I'm
0: starting to wonder if like they weren't allowed it, to make that's it. That's entirely possible that the censors made them make it. Brighter. You know, it has to
1: look, it has to look cartoonish yeah. and not real.
0: I I could definitely believe that. I'm 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 pretty certain that that was a factor for certain movies.
1: But it's it's one of those. It's you know you see that and then pulls you out of it. Now yeah. Nowadays, you don't get quite the real I mean the this movie starts off with a guy like tailing someone and he's walking around and then he comes home, gets his mail, bam, shot in the face. And it's just red paint everywhere. And it's just like <laughs> paintball <I> blast. Mean- <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wow, that guy got shot in the face from point blank range. But at the same time, that was bright red paint. So it didn't quite have the impact that I think that they were going for. Well, and there's another sequence where a guy is trying to kill Hackman, and he's a he's a he's a sniper on the rooftop, and it's quite possibly the worst sniper you've ever seen in a movie because he's fucking terrible, and he misses everything. Nice. Just makes it kind of laughable.
0: Uh, French Connection. Have you? It's, it's on. It's it's on uh, Netflix. And okay, that's where I saw. I still say that it's worth seeing it's a fun action mm-hmm. yeah. action movie and some i thought the car chases
1: in it were solid the the you know where hackman chases the train that was pretty fantastic yeah it got it it, it ran on a bit too long but i mean it was pretty fantastic cuz again it looks i don't know if back then they just didn't let people know like hey we're filming a car chase or if they were just like fuck it they'll figure it we'll out they'll figure it out they, they, they you know they'll They'll figure it out. Hackman's hit the horn. They'll know what to do. Because it just seems terrifying the entire time. Like no one has any idea this is a movie. Oh, well, there you have it.
0: Uh, I saw a whole lot of stuff this week, so I'm gonna probably not talk about everything. It's like 12 movies this week. I've been been hitting it hard. Oh, oh shit. Been hitting it hard. One that I that I want to talk about that we. I'm guessing we'll talk about this again later cuz mm, you may be interested in this one. It's called Prince by okay. uh, Sam De and it's a uh shit, I forget where what country this takes place <laughs> in the Netherlands I think. Uh it's sort of uh it's this very stylish coming of age story about this kid who um kind of wants to be the king of the block. He he wants to be tough, and he wants to be popular, and he wants to have money. So he, he does everything he can to try to get it, but nothing really works out, and then eventually he starts working for this psychotic drug dealer that, that lives in their neighborhood, and yeah, he, he he gets some shoes, and he gets some money, and but it, it doesn't really work out for him in the end, and uh, it, it's... I've seen a lot of comparisons, and I haven't written my review for this yet, and I'm sure that I'll write about it too, a lot of comparisons to Nicholas winning and Refn, uh, a lot of this movie is very neon colored and lots of slow-mo, very, very, very super stylized visuals, but I liked it, I ate it up, I completely understand that some people are not going to buy it, and they're not going to be into it, but... It was, mm-hmm. like a, it was like a kid's version of, of Drive, or Only God Forgives. Okay. All right. And it's, it's quite good. It's got a great soundtrack. Uh, there's some, the, again, the visuals, the cinematography in this movie, spot on. It, it is, it's great. And for that, it's worth checking out. It's, uh, it's pretty good. Vice is putting it out. Oh, okay. It's called Prince. And it comes out in theaters August fourteenth, so keep keep a
1: lookout for it. Oh, uh, okay. All right, yeah, I know what I know what you're talking about. That kid getting out them suicide doors. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh Yeah, and he's got the black eye and the crown. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: pretty ridiculous. There's a lot there's some <laughs> there's some weird stuff in this movie too. Some surprisingly weird things happen. And you're just like, what? But uh it's it's still worth checking out. I'm sure again we'll talk about it
1: later probably, so we'll get into it. Uh I got around to uh X-Men Days of Future Past. Oh boy, did you see the Rogue Cut? No, what's the Rogue Cut? It's the one that
0: came out on Blu ray. It's like twenty four minutes longer. Jesus Christ,
1: it's already the longest could be. Well maybe you saw the rogue cut. Maybe he's fucking bloated as can be. Was Rogue in it? Uh like right at the end. She just kind of looked back and was, was like, "Hey, was there a okay. So there there
0: you <laughs> didn't see an entire scene where they go rescue her?" No. Okay, so that, that didn't happen. You just saw the regular one then.
1: I just saw the regular one. I guess the I don't know what that cut's called. Theatrical? Yeah. to call it theatrical. Yeah. Sure. Um x men Days of future past. Oh boy. What the fuck. This I did not enjoy. I loved it. I did not enjoy this at all. I there was a couple of things. Two things. Two things that I thoroughly enjoyed. Quicksilver. Number one, Quicksilver. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was that was amazing. That was so much fun. Oh my goodness. I love any time that, you know, they kinda step back and they have fun with these superhero movies because Let's be honest, that's what they're supposed to be. Right. They're not always supposed to be fucking dark as can be, and Jesus Christ, we're going to kill ourselves, and the world's a terrible place, and we're all going to die. It was fun to just have Quicksilver be there and just do his thing. That was so much fun. I enjoyed it immensely. But then he's gone, and then you still have like eight hours of movie left because this thing is like 37 hours long. <laughs> it's. <laughs> it is a, yeah, it's long. And I mean, okay. The second thing that I enjoyed is Magneto picks up a fucking ballpark. Yeah. Um. So you get to see that, and anytime Magneto does his metal tricks, just just make that an X Men movie. It's just Magneto doing metal tricks for like two hours. It's easily an eight out of ten for me. I just want to see him do more of his thing. But now only have like with the Wolverine going back in time, and he's trying to say. Great things to Xavier to, you know, buck up, buddy. All that shit. And then Xavier goes back in time through, no, forward in time through Wolverine's mind and talks to himself. And of course says like cliched shit to him. And then of course he remembers it like 10 minutes later and he puts it out like he's never heard it before. And it's just, it's just awful. It's just so terrible. It's so ridiculous. And just so cheesy, I just found it all so cheesy. And especially at the end, after they they do everything that saves the world, and Wolverine wakes up, and they're at the school, and just all that. Oh, just cut all that out. That was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. The end. I, I I think
0: the end was kind of. Well, I think a lot of this movie is fan service, but
1: a good bit but the thing that really surprised me is you know this is pg-13 right and a lot of people die and they die terribly yeah like the sentinels in the future are terrifying the, the- especially like i thought that they were badass okay and i was like jesus christ these things are ridiculous and then of course they go on and do the the Mega Man thing where they can Adapt, take the powers, can, yeah, yeah, take the powers, and, and it's just like holy shit, this takes it to another level. Not sure why they didn't just start off with that because everything they won easily as soon as they started doing that. But then after that, their faces open up, yeah, and they just shoot like a lava beam and just annihilates everything. And you're like, well, fuck, just start with a lava beam. What are you doing? You're wasting all this time, Senthals. But you have they like. They tear a guy's head off and it's frozen mm-hmm. and they crush it. They lava beam a guy until he explodes. I mean, the, the lava beam's coming out and they just slowly put a girl's face into it yeah. and just melt her face off. I mean, Jesus Christ. This is some serious shit going on here. And then they're just like, eh, PG 13. Because they're <laughs> mutants. Which is, which is interesting because it takes the whole mutants as minority things to a whole another level where it's like, they're just mutants who gives a shit? Well, We're exploding them and melting their faces off, who cares? There's no
0: blood so that, I, think that that, exactly. I think that that helped things and the scene when they rip off Iceman's head and crush it, it's just solid ice, even though we know that that's like actually <laughs> his head it, in the movie it's a block of ice, so that makes it okay as well yeah,
1: but I can't see it as anything besides a guy's no, head. I couldn't
0: either when sh- I saw it.
1: <laughs> and uh, Blink's power was pretty bad. Yeah, what they I did with her. Cool.
0: Yeah, what they did with her was really cool. But
1: uh, hmm, and, with, and they rip Colossus in half. Yeah, they did. And just right. throw him to the ground like he's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, they do rip him in half. I forgot about that. <laughs> There's them.
1: some serious shit going on in here. I I
0: liked it. I liked it a lot. I mean, certainly there are issues to be had with it. Like, I mean, the the ballpark thing was cool, but was it necessary? Did he have to do no. that?
1: <laughs> Why did he do that? It was, but just to see, it, just the way that he like just pops down. He's like, hey, what's up? So like, I'm gonna take this ballpark real quick, and he just floats around with it. I
0: liked it because I, I'm a huge fan of the X-Men from way back and the movies haven't been good for a long time. So when, you know, Brian Singer comes back and he's like, I'm going to make this movie and it's going to have freaking every X-person you can think of in it. it. I thought that it worked tremendously for just how many characters were in it and the scope of that movie. I mean, you're dealing with time travel. Some of it takes place in the future. Some of it takes place in the 70s. And then you have like Nixon and you have to mix in the different timelines and this changes that and it's really complicated well that is the other thing
1: that kind of I found like slightly unsettling where they're like he killed JFK yeah. I'm like that's a real guy that got shot and died and his family's still alive like let's not do that and then they're like Oh, he was also a mutant I'm like Jesus you can't just you know willy nilly change him what what happened to jfk and who he was like let's have some let's have some respect here it's a bit ridiculous yeah marvel's done that before in their in their movies there's, there. no, there's no need to drag jfk into this
0: <laughs> well actually dc's done it before too because i remember in Watchmen, uh the the comedian kills jfk in that in that one in that story but yeah I, I still recommend it. I still, after watching the road cut, I actually I think I like the road cut more, even though it's a lot now, longer.
1: Now I'm wondering if I should check out the road cut.
0: No, I don't think you. I do like road. I don't think you need to. It's got a there. There is a significant more, uh, significantly more added to it, but I don't. It doesn't change the story very much or anything. It basically just adds Rogan and um gotcha. There's some additional storyline stuff with her.
1: Okay. So it's
0: um you know, it's it kinda makes quick. it kinda makes the story feel more cohesive.
1: Now a quick question, because I know that we're both big X Men fans and I can't remember. What are your thoughts on Cyclops? Well, I never liked him. I fucking hate him. Uh the I forget who's
0: playing him in the new one. Ty Sheridan is playing him. Oh really? Yeah, in in the new
1: one. Because when when he shows up at the end of this and one. And he was such a prick. Like, yeah. I'm just like, "Fuck you." They they Fuck he you, Cyclops. He's a character
0: you're meant to hate though. I know. He, he's, he's supposed to be him. kind of a prick, but
1: Ugh. That's X-Men. I would I wish he would have got his face melted. That would have been amazing.
0: I think he did get killed in the third one maybe. I think I think he did get killed in the third one. It's been a long time, and that movie's terrible. So, uh, so that's Days of Future Past out now on various platforms and Blu-ray and all that stuff.
1: And rogue cut.
0: I would say check out the the rogue cut if you have your your choice with it, because it's it's worth worth a look. Uh, I saw uh, I saw one that I hated. All right, yeah, we'll stick. I'll pick one that I hated since you hated. Future Past, uh, and that's the new Eli Roth film, Knock Knock. Now this, I saw a press screening for this. I am not aware of any embargo, so I'm going to talk about it now. now I'm going to wait to post my full review on it until it comes out. doesn't come out until October. So this is just my preliminary thoughts on uh-huh. Knock Knock. with Ke- It stars Keanu Reeves. I'm not sure if, do you know anything about this one? Uh-huh. So basically it's funny games, but with a gender swap. So the two invaders, home invaders are girls and they, uh, Keanu Reeves is loving husband, father, and his uh, wife and their kid leave. They go away for the weekend and these two girls end up at his house. It's storming one night, raining real hard. They end up at his house. They say, Hey, can we use your phone? Our cell phones got wet he lets him in, uh, dries out their phones, dries their clothes, and they start like hitting on him majorly. And he's like, "No, no, no." He's he's you know, like, shooting them down, not reciprocating their advances, and but eventually they are just, I mean, they're like borderline raping him. They're molesting him at this point. And eventually he Jesus. eventually he gives in and they sleep together and they the next day they're still there and he's like, you gotta leave and then they proceed to kind of terrorize him and uh, I hated it. I thought that it was probably one of the worst movies I've seen this year. It is Keanu Reeves at his worst. I mean, he he's basically Nicolas Cage in this movie. He is the character is insane there, there is uh, at least one but maybe even more than one not the bees type moment in this <laughs> the screening that I saw it in people were laughing and it clearly was not meant to be funny oh boy it is unbelievable this movie so if you want to see some really bad really bad uh, horror, horror <laughs> check this out it's called Knock Knock comes out on VODN in theaters in October and it is hysterically Horrible. Wow. I'm a. I like Keanu Reeves. I like. I. I like the dude. I would never claim that he's a good actor, but in this movie, it's like a whole other level of terrible. And then, wow. and as I was think, as I was watching, it's just a,
1: there's a part of me that's like, I want to see that oh, when it comes out in October. Yeah, we can review it I on the show. we we'll watch it. I want to see him be terrible. It's
0: really it's. Laughably bad. Um, But as I was watching this movie, I I thought to myself, you know, Eli Roth is one of the biggest names in genre cinema. He's huge. He's famous. He at this point, he's like a household name to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like even people that aren't that don't claim to be cinephiles and are super into movies, a lot of people know who Eli Roth is, Mm -hmm. and. I started thinking about it, and I'm like, "But he makes movies like Knock Knock. How do we know who he is? Like, because why? He, he, how How do we know Eli Roth, but we don't know like Ty West or Adam uh, Weingart?
1: I because he he made that one. He made what was he Hostel? Is that the one that Hostel? Well, cabin Fever was
0: was the f- the first one, but I think it was Hostel that really knocked him and ahead. then
1: more than likely him being in you know tarantino
0: i guess that's what it is yeah him grabbing hold of him yeah. and throwing him in things i guess that's what it is you're like oh my god tarantino likes him now, for, for the record i like eli roth i just
1: for, for... i mean you go down through his movie list yeah. and you're
0: like why is he so big now one thing i will say also about this movie is that Nicholas Lopez uh, is, I believe, a co-writer on it with Eli Roth. And I think that he has some pretty heavy influence in this movie. And because I guess he's been collaborating with that dude for a while now. Because they did Aftershock, which was really bad. And uh, I don't know. Maybe it's that that brought this movie down. But there were parts of this where I was just like, what is going on here? What. I didn't even know what country they were in at first. I was like, what? Why do half of the people in this movie speak Spanish? I don't understand.
1: <laughs> it,
0: it is, uh, it's a bizarre little film. But yes, it's exactly like Funny Games, only it's a, a gender swap. And maybe he was trying to say something with that, but whatever it was, uh, it, it, it failed because it was so bad. Knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I didn't
1: see anything else. So if you're waiting for me, okay, I'll uh,
0: I'll go through a couple other ones. Fort Tilden. It's a low budget indie comedy that's coming out in a couple weeks. I'm pretty sure that I'm assuming, Were you interested in this one? I was interested yes. in this one. So we'll I'll hold off my comments on that until we talk about it on the show because uh, I think it comes out fairly soon. So we will awesome. we'll get into it there. Uh, you know we. have Seen a lot of movies like Fort Tilden recently, and this is uh, it's, it's better than what was that one that we saw earlier this year? It was like Apartment Troubles, yes. Mm-hmm. Fort Tilden's better than that, however, I, a lot of people hate are hating on this movie, and I, I don't want to get into why because I'm sure that that's going to be a conversation that we'll have, but okay, a lot of people are really hating on this movie, and um, but but. I can see why. However, for me, it it didn't bother me. I actually kind of liked it the way that. Basically, it's because the two leads in it are so horrible. They're just horrible human beings, and you hate them from the beginning. Gotcha. And
1: okay. and I
0: think that that's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. But for me, okay. I was able to to deal with it. So you know, that comes out in a few weeks. We'll talk about it more later. I saw the Gate from nineteen eighty seven. This is one that. I always wanted to see, but just never got around to. I like, um, I like these horror movies that are kind of like they, they star kids and they're kind of about kids, but they're clearly not for kids at all. <laughs> and this one, oh my god, it was fantastic. It stars Stephen Dorff as a young child, it's a child version of Stephen Dorff, and him and his friend are digging in his backyard and they find a geode <laughs> and they crack open this geode and it releases a, a yes. demon in, yes. uh, into their home and the demon starts terrorizing them and, and his older sister's having a slumber party and it terrorizes everybody and his friend he they see this um do you remember those tablets that you used to write on and then you'd lift up the, the uh, plastic thing and it would disappear and mm-hmm. then you could write on them again? Yep. They have one of those and there's these like satanic symbols that somehow appear on this tablet and his friend sees it and he's like, I've seen these before. And he goes home and he pulls out his records and he has a record that his dad brought back with him from Europe and gave to him. That is a heavy metal band that in the insert in the vinyl has all this like satanic uh, imagery and all these satanic chants and stuff. And I'm like, what kind of father brings that back for your kid? So anyway, when he puts this record on and they play it backwards... It contains the information on how to get rid of the demons. <laughs> and it, came, it
1: came
0: out of a geode. Yeah, that came out of a geode. It is the most 80s movie I've seen in a long time.
1: What is this called again?
0: The Gate. This sounds amazing. It's directed by Tibor Tekis, who also directed I, Madman, which I saw this week. I don't have a lot to say about that. That was a big disappointment. I was excited for that because it just got the Scream Factory release, and uh, I never saw it before, and I was pretty into the idea. But it felt like kind of a just a kind of a slightly boring episode of Tales from the Crypt. Um, mm. So that's the gate. The gate I do highly recommend seeing. Uh, I saw a number of documentaries, including. The search for General So.
1: Damn right you did.
0: <laughs> uh, that was actually pretty good. I mean, it was as well made, it looked good, it had cool animations in it and stuff, and it didn't just talk about the chicken and where the chicken came from. It kind
1: Oh, thank God, because wouldn't that be like a 25
0: minute long film? Well, it depends on how long it took them to figure out where it came from if they yeah, you if, if, they, if they like movie. looked it up on Wikipedia or something, <laughs> then, then no. It's like three minutes long.
1: It's just like I, I, I would love to computer. see it.
0: In this film, we aim to take a look and figure out where General So's chicken came from. Let's start by looking online. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: just it's just an, an over shoulder shot of a guy on the computer. He just turns around. Oh, I have found it. <laughs> Dan, I found it. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's it. It kind of, Hold up. Hold up. Let me pull it. Title on your face. Now tell me. It. I had General Tso's last night. Was it good? It was fucking unbelievable. It always is. So, <laughs> they kind of... Uh,
0: they do look at the origins and try to figure out where it came from, who invented the dish. Uh, they talked about General So, the person. And they also talk a lot about American Chinese food and, and how a lot of times when you go to a Chinese restaurant, it's always the same stuff on the menus and everything kind of looks the same. And they they kind of mm-hmm. get into the how that came to be and why that is the way it is and stuff like that. So it's actually quite interesting. I mean, if you like Chinese food, American style Chinese food, then it's it, it's an entertaining watch. It's on Netflix Instant. You don't have to pay for it or anything. So yeah, you know, I, I recommend it. And the thing that, that I kept thinking about while I was watching this that that sometimes bothers me is when you go to a Chinese restaurant or something and you're eating your General Tso's or your sweet and sour chicken or your uh, beef and broccoli, and mm-hmm. you know somebody that you're eating with just goes, "You know, that's not real Chinese food, right?" Yeah, that bothers me to no end. And it's like somehow because it wasn't. Derived from China, it makes it less of a food. Like, oh, you, well, you know that's not from China, right? You fucking dick.
1: <laughs> Which at the same time, you're just like, I don't fucking yeah, care. Who cares? I'm putting it who in cares? my mouth, and it tastes unbelievable. It doesn't. I don't care where it's from. It doesn't
0: make it less of a food. You know, it could
1: be fucking Peruvian. I don't give a shit.
0: It's unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. So search for General So yeah, recommend, uh, light recommend, I would say, uh, one that, uh, the, the last one that I'll talk about really briefly is, uh, another documentary called, uh, an honest liar. This is on Netflix also. And it's about, uh, the magician. Um, Oh my God. Why am I drawing a blank? Incredible Randy or the amazing Randy. Sorry. And he, the documentary looks at his life, his background, all that stuff where he came from. And, it talks about how he's kind of on a quest he he's in his 80s at this point but he's on a quest to kind of debunk psychics and mystics and all of these people that uh try to s- s- kind of hawk their spiritual you know wh- snake oil basically mm. he goes after faith healers he goes after uh um not herbal uh holistic medicines and stuff like that and uh there's it's a fairly straightforward documentary about his life and the different cons that he would do and he did some amazing stuff like the hoaxes that he would perpetrate were incredible he fooled so many people uh in order to expose the truth and it's a fascinating story and the guy the guy is really fascinating but the the reason that I mentioned that I'm talking about it is because the the film takes a turn towards the latter uh, portion and it's one of those deals where uh, something happens in the documentary that they that they didn't expect that kind of Mm -hmm. changes the whole dynamic of the film I'm not gonna say what it is but it's it's pretty interesting and for that reason alone, I, I recommend checking this out. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's uh, fairly, fairly straightforward. A lot of, I noticed that uh, a few years ago, many years ago actually, there was another documentary that came out that was actually created by The Amazing Randy. And a lot of the footage from that original documentary was in this documentary. And yeah. afterwards, it made me think to myself, oh, these guys are being kind of lazy. Including that stuff, but whatever. It's still worth seeing. Quite a quite a good documentary, and that that twist ending. Whoo, you don't you don't see that coming.
1: I'm gonna have to get in on some of that action. Yeah,
0: like I said, it's on Netflix Instant, so you can just pop it on and you know relax on a nice Sunday evening and watch. Uh, in a, what's it called? An Honest Liar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alright, let's talk about some predictions. Pixels. You said 32, I said 46, actual 19. Yeah. Yeesh.
1: I love what we're wrong. Sometimes
0: I, I wonder if it's just people that blindly hate Adam Sandler. Because cause my girlfriend saw this, and she said it was not a good movie like on a critical level, but it was just a fun movie. They're just there wasn't a lot to it. It was just kind of a, a fun popcorn movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. Paper Towns, what do we say on that? You said 60, I said 64, actual 58. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And Southpaw, you said 56, I said 62, actual 57. So, that's another win for you. Wow. You got all three of those this week. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> You're just a uh, freaking Nostradamus when it comes to <laughs> I mean, I have a gift. I have a gift. Next week vacation. Now, can you accurately predict vacation? Cuz that's going to be a little bit tougher to figure out than than uh-huh.
1: an Adam uh, than a Happy Madison movie. Yeah, maybe for mortals. But let me let me drop it on you real quick. I'm gonna say 62. Lock it in. I got to say exactly they what it's gonna be. they
0: came out with a one final red band trailer for that this week, and I there's one one part that just makes me laugh every time I see it. The, the it looks like the young son, the youngest son. He's like a some kind of psychopath, and the the guy they're talking about horse riding and the older the older brothers like oh, i can't wait to to get out there and ride horses and then the young the young kids like is there going to be shooting and they're like no no there's not going to be any shooting he's like ah oh, that's a shame cuz i'd shoot you right off that fucking horse <laughs> it's just it's so funny <laughs> uh, that that's yeah. what that's why i want to see that <laughs> movie for the young son that is clearly a psychopath (laughs) (laughs) alright vacation I'm going to say I really hope it's good I'll say 65 on that I really want that one to be good because I just rewatched National Lampoon's Vacation yesterday and it's amazing it holds up amazingly alright we also have Mission Impossible Rogue Nation now there have been early reviews for this one starting to come out and people are saying that it's quite good. So I'm going to say 87 on that one.
1: Hmm. You're going 87. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 80, 84. All right.
0: In limited release next week, we have six ways to die. Two step. The end of the tour. The Lego brickumentary and best of enemies. Not a whole lot as far as limited release stuff. I actually will probably watch that Lego documentary, but.
1: Of course you will.
0: I like Lego, and I'm interested in the history behind Lego,
1: alright? I just. I'm just kind of bummed out that you watched the General So's documentary. Like, I have nothing now to keep thrown in your face (laughs) I gotta find a new documentary you haven't seen that chicken wing documentary did you you see that chicken wing one yeah I saw that a while ago damn it I gotta find a ridiculous documentary
0: it was called the great chicken wing hunt or something like that
1: (laughs) you're gonna know about all the foods you're gonna know everything that there is to know about cuisine yeah crappy
0: cuisine apparently (laughs) Or crappy for you rather. All right. On VOD next week we have that sugar film. There's one. <laughs> it's a documentary about sugar.
1: <laughs> there it is. That's you. That one So yeah, yeah. You, could, what are you what you were you gonna watch that sugar film this week? <laughs> no. A loser. No, I will not
0: be watching that. Uh Lego Brickumentary and Extinction, which is a horror movie. Uh, that's that's it for VOD stuff. At least that's all I have here. So, uh, not a whole lot. But you know. Mission Impossible. That's definitely worth checking out. I'd say. Next week on Blu-ray, got a couple things here. Uh new Justice League animated movie called Gods and Monsters doesn't look very good to me. I saw a trailer for it. I'm not interested. It's like versions of the Justice League. But they're they're like different gods. And it looks I don't know. I'm not into that. We have home. We have Burying the X, which I don't recommend. I did not like that one. The Water Diviner, which looks oh, oh boy, man, that, that one. one. Yeesh.
1: That one. <laughs> not I forgot about that. The movie. Water Diviner. Is that was that Russell Crowe's was that his debut?
0: Is that like his you, you'd think so, but no.
1: Uh, it's not? The Water Diviner. That was Yeah, that is his debut. Directing. Directing debut.
0: Oh, directing debut. <laughs> yeah. you were talking about acting. <laughs> it's like,
1: <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, anyway. Lost Soul, the doomed journey of... Richard Stanley's Island of Doctor Moreau. Did you notice how I got tired halfway through that one? I had to take a break halfway through listing that title.
1: Jesus.
0: White God. I recommend that one. Can you can you even tweet that title? I don't think it's enough. Well, you can like tweet the title and that's it. Like all you all you can do is just say the title in a, in a tweet. Oh um, uh... my. Uh, White God. I recommend that one. Check, check that one out, and that's pretty much it. Any other ones that you wanted to mention? I know there aren't any Criterions. No, no,
1: no, I don't I have nothing. Sorry. Hmm. That's it.
0: Ghost Town from 1988. Ooh. Getting a Blu-ray release. I might check that out. Shout Factory is putting that out.
1: Shout Factory? all oh, about it?
0: I'm guessing that's... Scream Factory is putting it out but it says Shout Factory on the list here but anyway alright I think that that is going to wrap it up for the week remember to send us your questions podcastfilmpulse.net follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net and at filmpulsekevin and please take a look at our Patreon page patreon.com filmpulse and consider subscribing for as little as $1 per month for Kevin Rakestraw my name's Adam Patterson and we'll see you on Thursday for Ryan Watches a Movie you <laughs>